Network. All right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of ET Network. I'm your host, Deadman. With me, as always, my brother, DJ, the Grave Robber. And today's episode is brought to you by OCP, making Detroit better one cop at a time. Oh. Use code ARTIFICIAL for 25% off. I'm not using that code, DJ. Hey, someone's got to use the code, okay? I mean, <laughs> OCP needs the highest in uh, law, enfor if law enforcement technology. And you know, if 25% of your body has to be mutilated to get, get the, get the oh process my. started, I mean, who are we to, then, you know, <laughs> to, to uh, question their ethics and uh, their moral <laughs> compass? I mean, they, they, they clearly have Detroit best interests in heart. And you know, and with and with the rise of new Detroit, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, we just need a, a new, better, more efficient, more technologically savvy uh, form of law enforcement. You know, I mean, you know, new Detroit. I mean, new crime and new criminals. So we need new cops. You know, What's crazy is is based off of that story. Old Detroit literally turned into New Detroit. Well, <laughs> sure. I mean, yeah. You, that, I work for Dick Jones. Welcome to the show, Danny. <laughs> God, that fucking scene is still brutal to me. Like, just Which putting one? him through every plate of glass and he's all sliced up. Especially since it was the 80s and there's no fucking safety glass in those goddamn buildings. Mm. Yeah, like, it, yeah, truth be <laughs> told, like, and people, like, say, like, oh, but, like, I remember, like, when my friend, when we first saw the first movie, he's like, oh, I thought Dick Jones was supposed to be tough, like, you know, like, but he's squealing, and even as a kid, I'm like, do you know how hard those windows is and how many he went through them? He's lucky, he, he's lucky he can still freaking walk. He's lucky he still have bone structure. Bro, the f like, imagine, just imagine, you're looking at that window and you're like, ah, a RoboCop will bounce me off of it. You know what I mean? This is an intimidation tactic. And then he picks you up and throws you with enough force for you to go through that bitch. Just imagine the first impact of your skull. I'm going to be... <laughs> and then it hurts the entire time you're dying. <laughs> You're just on your. You're just on the floor because literally your brain was like, "Did we just go through like four inches of the glass? Can we get a status report on the four <laughs> inches of glass we just went through?" Okay, switching to standby. Oh shit, standby is broken. Yeah, I, I'm telling standby you, is dead in the corner. And then the worst part is you're like, "Okay, hey, you know what? Be fucking robo dick," and he picks you up and does it again. <laughs> You, and, like, and I love the second time he did it. He was like, he's like, oh, tell like, yeah, fuck you. And then, and like, a couple of times, he's like, okay, wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute now. I'm going to protect Joe. Dude, protect fucking, Joe. Like, he's confessing his heart out. <laughs> like, what do you want to know? I'll tell you my fucking social. I'll tell you my mom's <laughs> fucking address. <laughs> what do you. Just, Stop! <laughs> like, we gotta remind him, you're a cop! <laughs> yeah, dude! I mean, that's just... I mean, honestly, like... though, I would rather deal with RoboCop than Ed 209. Well, Ed 209, 209 was fucking well. flawed. <laughs> Ed 209 well. <laughs> Okay. Because like, at least balls. with RoboCop, he, he, he has, like, the human consciousness, and he can be like, thank you for your cooperation. Instead of just fucking blasting the shit out of you. <laughs> well, he didn't put the gun down fast enough. He did not. I mean, he did not. Uh... I mean, now personally, 
That's yeah, like I mean, the if original I was in there, anxiety like, scene. I would just would have ran, tried to run out the room because. I, <laughs> I, I there's a lot of fucking things I would have done. Most of it, he did not. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. There's a there's there's a limit. Like I said, the first time I go through that 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 industrial pane of glass because let's not forget in detroit especially in the 80s there was no such thing as safety glass installed in these installations mm -hmm. so the first one i go through and i mean the first one because you know what you it's not pressure that cracked it it was his goddamn skull hitting it so like the first time i'm like i'm flying through the air carefree weightless i'm standing up and you like Whatever the fuck he's paying me ain't worth that. What do you need? <laughs> I like I, I'd be like braced up against the wall. Do you like? What do you need? It's, <laughs> it's not enough money. What? What do you want? <laughs> I'll tell you. And I love how Dig like Dig goes like after all of that. Like then he starts becoming tough again. He's like, is he gone? Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Give me my phone call. <laughs> yeah, he, spits on the, he spits on the paperwork and want my fucking phone call. Yeah, yeah, yeah he checks around and he's like, I want my fucking phone call. <laughs> Dude, that movie, like those movies in general, they just had such great little details. Like when Robocop integrates with the, uh, with the, the computer system mm -hmm. and, and he's, he's like, like yeah. <laughs> Check out. It was and so nerd, good. And that nerd guy was like, oh shit, you do what you want. <laughs> again, dude, again, there's that intimidation factor. Kachink. Like, he just pulled out a four inch spike, a data spike. So, like, if I'm like, hey, I need you to step the fuck a chink, do whatever you need, bro. Right? Okay. I can kill a lot of things, but I don't see any weak spots on you as of right now. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I might be tough, but I ain't stupid. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Robo Speaking of tough and stupid, what have you guys been up to this week? What have you been playing? What have you been watching and vibing, so on and so forth? DJ, go ahead. Uh, working for the most part, but, uh, 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 yeah, yeah pretty much uh, mostly working, but me and uh, current employer, still working on the car, have like a very, uh, like an uh, interesting back and forth about music and why heavy metal didn't make it to mainstream. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's actually what I want to talk to you on the, on the show as well, because... No, we'll get to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Nobody's uh, impressed with my four-inch data spike. Mike, you've sent plenty of pictures to the VT Network email. We're all very impressed. We wouldn't want it unwelcomed in us. Mm. Keep going, yeah. DJ. <laughs> So uh, yeah, like you know, like uh, like like why heavy metal, you know, never made it to mainstream when, when it was literally on the verge. Um, you know how come uh, <clears throat> like how come the industry is just so focusing on basically anything like at least populated? Uh, I have know, some theories on that. That'd be a good conversation. You know, We're gonna yeah, have like, it. and like you know, even like you know, rock songs have to have at least like an edge of pop to them. Um, Nickelback. <laughs> and just how much the 2020 suck and it just barely started <laughs> right so i mean how's the, is the progress in the car coming a lot faster than the last one um 
Yes and no. Well, yeah, I mean, it's true. Like, like you see, it, it isn't in one aspect, it isn't another one. Because the, the, the longest process for the last car was all the dents that work out. Right. You know, in, in this case, it's like, you know, like getting parts and like, you know, fucking uh, cleaning them up and uh, rebuilding a bunch of shit. Getting them, uh, getting them ready for primer and stuff. Yeah, exactly. You know, so <laughs> right. yeah. In this case, it's more of an interior problem than more than an exterior. But oh, that'll go quick. Yeah, it should. It should. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Grave Robert? What have you been up to? Um, I've been playing a lot of uh, this simulator game called House Flipper, <laughs> which is. Like, honestly, perfect for my ADHD because I could tear down any interior walls and rebuild them. Basically, completely remodel any, like, non-structural wall um, in the game and paint it, put up different electronic fixtures, change the floors. I could change the the siding of the houses on the outside. It's, it's really fun. It, it really helps with my uh, creative brain ADHD. And uh, let's see. Started playing through Far Cry 5 again, but got bored because the whole, like, replayability, like, ooh, this is cool, it just wasn't there. Um, then uh, I rehomed Amelia today, so that was it's a little rough. It was difficult, yeah. But, yes, House Flipper is definitely <laughs> Sims for adults. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. You know, yeah. progressive can't stop you from becoming your parents. Like... <laughs> Um, so that's pretty fun. Other than that, you know, just kind of doing a lot of surviving, you know, I do. ready to, I do, uh, actually, no. to not have to constantly just be in survival mode though. Haven't been doing much. Haven't been listening to any different kind of music. I mean, you got to listen to Corridos when you're, when you're playing a game about remodeling and flipping houses though, because <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll you're putting up wallpaper flag fly. Yeah, dude, you're, you're putting up wallpaper, you're cleaning out all the old trash, you're, you're like installing new doors and, oh, it's amazing. Fucking Hernando. All right. Drywall. <laughs> Pretty much, dude. You know, I'm installing sorry, kitchen like, cabinets and appliances like that's just in, my work music, man. No, the kitchen, the kitchen stuff. It's it's slower. It's it's the it's a, it's not corridas. It's, it's a. It's more uh, like balados. Honestly, more like yeah, ballads. Mm, ballads. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like mariachis and stuff, dude. Yeah, dude. Hey, give me some fucking give me some screws. The two inches. Hell yeah, like dude, you're, hang, you're putting up the hanging cabinets, and you're all like, Yo sé bien que estoy afuera, <laughs> pero el día que yo me muera. You know, like, you dude, can't yeah, not. that's it. There is, there, there, is a, there is a pace and a tempo for yeah, all dude. of this shit, dude. Nobody fucking believes me on this, but it's fucking true, dude. Yeah. Like, the like, fucking drywall, that, that's that... Hey, vámonos, way! Fucking... You can get that fucking nail gun, and then you got that the oh, mud yeah, where you just <laughs> you go into the next one, and you just hit that fucking nail gun in rhythm, dude. <laughs> Nobody believes me. Nobody I believe you. Shit, that's how I did when I was doing like punch up <laughs> technicians and shit. I had my fucking little speaker, and the worst part is though, I genuinely enjoy listening to, to Spanish music, typically dude, Mexican. I don't. I fucking. But hate. the thing is, I don't speak Spanish. No. But when another contractor walks in to like do the outlets or some shit, they talk to me in fucking Spanish, and I really 
can't be like, why the fuck would you think I speak Spanish? Because <laughs> you're in Florida. Everybody brown is Hispanic of some fucking The only place I've been properly identified as a Filipino is when I was in California. I mean, DJ, DJ would be in fucking Florida. They'd be like, you that? <laughs> yeah, he looks like a he just looks like well, a big ass Dominican. Wait, like. did it, I was about no, to say, no, didn't they call uh, you a Dominican in that one religious school you went to? Um, uh, no, I don't think so. No, no, was it okay? Was it the was it the it was the the, the oh it was the debate team. It was the mm. debate team. The one the one girl they called you Dominican because she thought you were black. Go figure, right? So yeah, don't tell, okay. So I don't think DJ remembers wholeheartedly, no, but I remember. I remember the fucking story. It was one of the, it was the first year Grave Robber and I had met. DJ was finishing up his. Uh, I think it was part of his doctorate, and he was part of a, a debate uh, circuit, right? Mm-hmm. And DJ calls me all pissed off, and he goes, he goes, "Do I look like I speak Spanish?" I'm like. What? Hi, brother. No, no, what, what? No, no, you don't. What the fuck? Why? And he's like, this bitch in this fucking class. And I'm like, whoa, dude. And they're like, no, I'm allowed to call her a bitch. I'm like, why are you allowed to call her a bitch? What's going on? She's a black girl, and I know her. She's from, like, I forgot where the fuck it was. It was one of the southern states. I think she was, like, from Georgia or something. And then he goes, she kept calling me fucking Dominican. Said that I didn't know what I was talking about when it came to black issues because I'm fucking Dominican. This dumb bitch. And I'm like, DJ, oh, my God. This is coming back to me now. You remember that now, right? Did, like, cause yeah. you were pacing. You was livid. He was like, "This dumb bitch keeps calling me Dominican, saying I can't debate on the black side of things because I'm not black. That I'm fucking Hispanic, and I fucking I can't stand this bitch." And I'm like, "Dude, <laughs> just fucking tell her you're black." He's like, "I did. I did. The bitch doesn't believe me." <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> And I'm over here fucking dying because I was on I was on one of the drive patrols. You know you, you know which ones I'm talking about when yeah. we went out to the gate, Grave mm-hmm. Robber. Mm-hmm. So I'm out there fucking dying, laughing, trying not to hit every goddamn curb on the way back to the drive on, on the way back to the guardhouse because DJ is just seething. He's just fucking seething because there's nothing he could do to convince this girl that he's black. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then like. Uh. I think what sipped him over the edge was like she even like talked to him in like really broken like George's Spanish just to tell him to shut up or something. Oh my she god! Was, she was like, "You did you need to callate yourself?" And DJ oh, wow. like got up and left his class like an hour early. He was like, "Dude, I've never done that in my life. But if I didn't leave, I was gonna break this bitch's jaw." And I was like, "You know what? Leave. That's fine, brother. Nobody blames you." Oh man! Yeah. You remember that now, right? You yeah, remember that? I, I, I'm remembering. Yeah. And then she got fucking suspended like a month later, didn't she? For like, um, no, nothing really happened to her. It was just, no, she got suspended for something. It just wasn't. Oh, well, it just wasn't involved with you. Yeah, it wasn't us. But yeah, I I didn't pay attention. I just knew she was gone, and it was like okay. Yeah, fine. yeah, she fucked up something big. She fucked up something big, and they caught her like red-handed, mm. and the, they're like, "Please take your shit and get the fuck out." <laughs> Nice. Um, but anyways, what what have I been doing? I've been playing some Far Cry with my with my son's been helping him with a couple of missions, getting like chicharron and stuff like that. Uh, we watched. I, I I showed them Scott Pilgrim versus the versus the world, 
Uh, I can't believe they hadn't seen that being my offspring. Uh, so one of them liked it. The other one, the other, well, one of them loved it. The other one didn't pay attention enough. You can tell which one that one was. Uh, <laughs> I have a guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> other than that, uh, really just have been just been like in dad mode, been like, you know, working a lot and uh, trying to get stuff around the house done, trying to keep, every, keep everything up kept. But uh, that's that's pretty much I, I I brushed the living shit out of Orion yesterday and removed <laughs> like two pounds of hair. So like, you got a whole other Orion out of it. I got a whole other dog off of that boy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so other than that, man, like it helped helped being with some Far Cry Six stuff. Uh, I was playing Far Cry Five for a little while, then I remembered how tedious it is. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of skipped it. Um. What else? I was doing something else. Oh, I've been doing a lot of redesigns for Dark Charm Media for uh, Danny Atwell, and I have another. And I have a design in mind that I'm going to be working on as soon as. Uh, what kind of boy is Orion? He's a mutt. He's a mutt. I'm totally gonna do the genetic test on him once I get there. Uh, he's a he's a he's an 80 pound small boy. Like, like I know it's funny. Like where he. When he was living with Grave Robber, he was like the big boy of the house. And then he came to live with his uncle Deadman, and his uncle Deadman picks him up like he's a Chihuahua. And Orion well, I mean, I pick it. him up all the time too. Yeah, but... but you pick him up, but he's not like that's. It's no, it's because he lived. He lived with Luna. Uh huh. Okay, he was like the ninety-three pound Labradobie. So yeah. he kind of got the Labradobie attitude, like, "Oh, we're all big dogs in this house. <laughs> <laughs> we are the big dogs." And, and then, I... then we had these new neighbors move in that had like the big, um, like American bulldog. You know, the tall, tall ones look like pit yeah. bulls with long legs. Yeah, yeah. That was like his girlfriend, man. As soon as she'd come out in the yard, he'd want to go outside. He'd start whining at the back door, and he'd run up there and he'd be like, "Hey, hey, bitch, hey, hey." Hey, he start like bitch. peeing on the fence. <laughs> he start like peeing on the fence and trying to sniff her. They were they were really good friends, but Luna didn't like her at all. <laughs> uh, well, Luna didn't like many people unless she had pizza crust to offer. That is uh, true. So uh, yeah, so it's it's just funny, right? Because like he even comes around like the weenies that we have, and he's like, "Oh, I am a big dog," but then I pick him <laughs> up and I'm like, "You know." And then he goes, dog. "What are you doing?" Yeah, he's just, he's just got his arms out. He's like, "I forgot, Uncle Uncle Deadman does this." <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you may be a big dog where you come from, but you're small to me. And he's like, I know, Uncle. You can put me the fuck down now. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, but yeah, I've been doing a lot. I've been doing some some design stuff for for Danny. Uh, we're about to. Uh, Mac from Dark Charm and I are about to enter another chapter of writing for Dark Charm uh, Media and how, how that's going to go. Uh, that official title for that project is Detonation Boulevard. So that's going to be really neat. I believe the the, the last you episode. Just listen to the rhythm of my heart. Uh, yep, the Brotherhood of Ridiculous People uh, just premiered yesterday. So in case you want to hear some more Dead Man uh, voice acting and DJ too, DJ's in this one uh, as Vel, the Velcro Man. Uh, check that out on all your on all your social media platforms for podcasting. That is uh, Dark Charm Media, the Brotherhood of Ridiculous People, or Burt McGonagall's uh, Brotherhood of Ridiculous People. But that's about pretty much it. So let's go ahead and just get into the show because there was some cool stuff that's, that that kind of debuted, and I wanted to talk about it. Let's take a look at this. Speaking of fucking RoboCop, have you have you heard about this, DJ? 
Mm, that's a no. <laughs> well, no, I mean, you know. I know. We're about to get into it, brother. Off the cup is off the cuff is next week. Oh Woo. yes, yes, yes. I should have seen this. In local news, a new crime wave that is sweeping Detroit has already claimed the lives of 21 police officers. Disturbance? I'm a big fan. Now move. And this just looks cool. It has like the vibe. It's proper violent. Oh, it is. hesitate in a life-and-death situation why listen I would trust this guy with my kids I mean if I had any this was just an isolated glitch that are alive you are coming with me nice and that is Peter Weller's by the way they did not get a voice impersonator I mean it sounded legit like they just Cut it right out of the movie, you know? Right, though? So, uh, what do you guys <laughs> so, think? I definitely want to play that. Is it only a PlayStation thing? Uh, no, it's on no. Steam, too, I think, as well. I, th I, think, it's, I think it's multiple. Uh, it's multi-console. Yeah, from what I understand, there's gonna be, it's going to be multi-console. But we also have... Let me, see if, uh, let me see if this is the... I mean, it looks way better than the RoboCop game I played on the Sega Genesis. RoboCop versus Terminator. I remember that, yeah. Okay, so that was a clickbait. Right. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it looks fucking wicked. It looks wicked, and it has the vibe. It has the violence to it. It has Peter Weller's saying, like, you can't go wrong with that. Like, who the fuck else could play Pete? Who else could play, like, that RoboCop voice? You know what I mean? Like, that is one I've tried for years to, like, master... And you can only kind of get close to it. Like, it doesn't matter how good you are. Like, like that you can only get close to that Peter Weller's You have tone. to talk, though, into the, the quart-sized metal Folgers can. That's how you do it. You have to put well, the I... mic beside your face and then talk into the can. That's how you get the voice. So if you can get the pitch and the and the cadence down, just talk into a coffee can. It's actually the, it's, it's, it's uh, where, he's, where he's basing his voice is. Because there is almost none, except it's underlying right at the end of each word. Yeah. It's like, so it's really difficult. Okay, sure. It's, it's almost really like his entire voice comes out of right here. You know, not the back of the throat, not just like the center right behind the, uh, that. <laughs> so. Robocop uh, Rogue City on Steam. Cool. Yeah, Hopefully and, by 2023, I have my gaming PC built. And in two days, uh, Stray comes out. I don't know if you guys heard about this. Yeah. So right now, it's, uh, it's $29. discount at Steam. So. Yeah. 
so let's, let's take a look at that real quick. Just in case you guys forgot what's what uh what what it is. Let's let's just do it. Let's do this one. So this is stray. Is that the one about the kitty cat? Yeah, we saw this one. I love this one. Running fast, jumping, and using spells to avoid dangers will all be vital if you want to escape this city and be reunited with family. This looks like so much fun. Hell yeah. And you know what? You know what's even worse? Like, I want I want to see this, like, on a 3090 or a 3080. You know what I mean? Like, with RTX on, all the fucking bells and whistles on. This looks really cool. Who knows, dude? By the time I finally get around to building my gaming and PC, it might end up doing it on, like, a 4080. <laughs> or, or a 3090. A 3090 Ti, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I know they used some motion capture, but did you see how successfully that it was? Oh yeah, dude, I've watched this trailer so many times, like... So, like, let's, let's take, a look at it, take a look at the robot's movement as he gets up and runs. Watch. Yeah. Tell me that's not, like, just perfect motion capture. Mm. Oh, dude, for sure. I agree. Because it, its movement is like absolutely human. You're taking off from the sitting position. You're going to be leaning forward till you get your momentum and your center of yeah. balance. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, let's let's talk about the one thing I wanted to talk about, and then we'll get into why why metal didn't make it into the media, because that is honestly a really interesting subject, and I really want to talk about it. But this is a win for all creators. <laughs> And for all people that make content on the internet, your favorite Martian returns to Ray William Johnson. Now, for those of you who are not familiar, your uh, your favorite Martian is a project by Ray William Johnson, the original host and React channel. The very I'd, I'd call it the the principal channel of reactions. Mm -hmm. That was equals three. Mm -hmm. I remember equals three. Hell yeah. Yeah, equals three, and. Uh, this guy did everything. Uh, he, he did all the viral videos. He would make fun of them. Like, most of your jokes and memes actually come from Wayne William Johnson uh, doing Equals 3. So he got involved with a music project called Your Favorite Martian. And while he was involved with, uh, with uh, Your Favorite Martian, he signed over all of his stuff to Maker Studios. Now, for those of you who don't know, DJ and I do know, Maker Studios was the Disney of YouTube at the time. They were buying everyone and i mean fucking everyone and then they promised you the world and the moon and the stars and everything else above it and most of the time they ended up fucking you and then keeping your ip and then rebranding it to their own shit well ray william johnson was one of these people which is one of the reasons he quit doing equals three and handed it off to robbie uh the skinny little white kid that took over for a while who also got tired of maker studios bullshit and handed it over to kendra uh, and uh, it was just after that, Ray William Johnson just let it die. He was just like, I'd rather just not produce shit than deal with Maker Studios and their bullshit. Yeah. However, part of the fucking deal was your favorite Martian. And your favorite Martian was so popular that for almost a year straight, their songs were number one downloaded on Apple. Imagine that. Imagine so number one, number one paid for songs on Apple. Damn. For over a year. <laughs> 
<laughs> over a year. This is how popular they were. So Maker, of course, wanted it. They wanted it, and they got it. What they didn't do was that. What they didn't do is they didn't do what they said they were going to do. The, like Ray William Johnson wanted to produce cartoons based on the characters, which is like Puff and uh, I forgot the rest of them. But this guy's name is this guy's name is DJ, of course. Uh, this is Puff, which is based on Ray William Johnson. Uh, I forgot this guy's. Uh, oh my God! I mean, it's it's just something like a British name. But and then you got Crush, Puff, Benatar, Benatar, DJ, and Axel Chains. Axel, yeah. So uh, he wanted to make shorts based on these cartoons. He wanted to up the animation budget for the cartoons and for the for the music videos. Maker Studio did nothing of that. In fact, all they did was take the revenue from your favorite Martian, the number one paid song on iTunes, and kept it for themselves. To which they said, either you keep putting music out, or we're just going to cancel the project. Ray William Johnson said, fuck you, cancel the project. And they did. So mm -hmm. for years and years and years, literally the, the, the channel name of your favorite Martian is, this project is canceled. <laughs> literally, that's what it was. <laughs> nice. But recently, because of Maker Studios falling apart in the pandemic and not being able to pay the people that they were supposed to pay, all these people coming for their back pay... Fucking, it, it, it they had to they had to close I believe or they had to restructure, but let's 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 take a look at what this says. Uh, the return of your, your favorite Martian is nigh. Ray William Johnson, the creator of the popular animated band, has announced its official return to YouTube. The comeback date was also revealed June first, and they have three of Orphan Tears out. Believe it or not, DJ, they they finished the trilogy that he said he was going to do years ago. Uh, oh, your man. favorite Martian was YouTube's most subscribed music channel at its peak. Their off-the-wall sense of humor resonated with their enormous fan base, which drove them over 1 million sales on iTunes. Additionally, their their videos were seen millions of times by people, but one day the project was closed and they retired. So what happened? Did Ray uh, get abducted and become a Martian himself? No. And that was a stupid preposition. Uh, instead, this was due to a dispute between Ray and the network he was affiliated with, Maker Studios, which led to the VR Favorite Martian project becoming retired and the album they had been working on for over a year being cancelled. Uh, Ray went into detail what happened with the album a decade ago in response to fans, and this is what he said. Unfortunately, YFM was cancelled long before we were able to make an album. We wrote a little and kicked some ideas around, but hadn't officially started recording. There was no super secret amazing album hidden away in some vault, as cool as that would be. Now imagine that. Imagine producing hours and hours of fucking media and just having nothing to show for it. How pissed would you be? Oh, man. I mean... <sighs> Seeing as makers ended up getting bought out by Disney in 2014, I'd rather have nothing than be a Disney slave. Mm. So Ray says that was 10 years ago and we're better writers now. Anyways, so I guess we'll just have to give you fresh new music on June 1st then. Hope that's okay. The new music is slated to be a big part of a project called Martian Multiverse, likely a tongue-in-cheek homage to the multiverse founded with Spider-Man. Uh, we'll, we will provide more information as it becomes available. Till then, yeah. So, hmm. th and this is his excitement. Right before I left, I told you I have a big announcement for you. Are you having a baby? No, I'm not having a kid. Come on. Imagine how messed up that kid would be. Here's the big announcement I got for you. You know what? I'll just show you. So, 
So nice. there you go. And the, the reason I wanted to talk about this was because as far as like internet media goes, all these people that try to cross over into the mainstream, Ray William Johnson was one of the first successful people to do this. He was one of the first ones to go from a reaction channel to a music channel, from a music channel to a, a comedy channel. From that, he actually became even a successful podcaster with a while for a while uh, with the Kings of Comedy podcast. So this guy has done so much in media, but losing your favorite Martian to make your studios has to be one of the ugliest things that ever happened in content yeah. creation. So what do you what do you guys think? I mean, I think this is incredible. I personally believe that this is a huge win for almost anybody on the YouTube circuit. I mean, I think it's awesome. I mean, if that's what he wanted to do, you know, was like bring back his little like child basically you know if that's what he wanted to do i mean it's definitely like people are all about it you know they're especially now they're all about like the nostalgia of the i mean look at all the fucking remakes we have and reboots <laughs> so if the, if he ever wanted to bring it back now's the time i think it's a great idea um uh yeah although you gotta be cautiously optimistic 10 years is a very, very long time. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of things can change. So we'll see if, you know, if they, they still they still have the, uh, the, you know, the edge to uh, continue on with the project successfully or perhaps adapt the project enough to be uh, viable for, uh, you know, in this day and age. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. You know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, when you think edginess, you know, though, too, what was kind of edgy 10 years ago would get you canceled now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Just like yeah, what was yeah, normal yeah. in the 90s could never happen today. You know, like, yeah, and, and that's the problem, especially in this day and age. I mean, because here's the thing, like when Ray William Johnson like did my, uh, your, uh, your favorite Martian, and, you know, he was, like I said, he was one of the uh, people who was, you know, pretty much uh, paving the way. Nowadays, you have, like so many other talented artists uh you know that can do like you know who do similar in a lot of time in some ways better like you know like they take like stupendium for example like holy crap that guy yeah you know his, you know his production his music is very catchy like especially if you especially if you know what he's like you know like he takes a game he'll sing about a game if you know about the game like uh, some of the tri like Tr uh, double, triple, even quadruple meetings and even just one line, you know, can like, like literally like blow you away. It's like, holy crap, in the wordplay. So it's like he has a lot more competition now. So it'd be interesting to see. Cause now I mean, like, yeah, in the beginning, it's like, oh yeah, like, you know, he's back, he's all popular, but we'll see if it's like staying power. That's what I'm saying. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, the way the way I'm looking at this, right, is that it's, I, I know so many people, and especially dealing with this studio dead. How many people did we actually have approach us for contracts and stuff like that? Like we had a, we had more than a few, like way more than a few, and a couple of YouTube studios that wanted us to do stuff for them, and I always fucking shot them down because I was like, you're not taking a creative license from us. Like we use bad words, we get drunk on camera. We all did. Well, you, me, and our friend. We all fucking did. 
like there was no denying that we had whiskey we had we on camera we smoked on camera we did stupid skits there was violence involved we cursed a lot we made racist jokes like the stuff we made the, the, the stuff we say on this show is nothing compared to what we did in the studio dead and some some of the some of the stuff that didn't even get released was was up there uh but we had several st like like YouTube studios contact us and we're like, well, well, we like your content, but we just don't like you guys cursing, smoking, drinking. <laughs> right. We like your content. We just don't like your content. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And I would always, I would always, uh, I, I think at one point you guys stopped, stopped. You guys told me to stop consulting you to just fucking say no. Yeah, because I, I, I would annoy them. I would annoy them at least like two or three times a week. I'd be like, "Hey, yeah, this studio contacted me, and they want this, but I want to run it by YouTube because this is our show." And as soon as I got, as soon as, soon as I got, like, I think it was like the third proposal in. I think uh, our friend was like, "Okay, what do they want to change?" Like, usually that was his first question. What do they want to change? Well, we can't do this, 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 and this. Fuck that, no. So mm -hmm. it's a, it's a talk show. <laughs> basically it's not us anymore it's just another talk show yeah and uh i i think it was i think it was like the third or fourth proposal in where the dj dj pulled the plug and everything because he was the producer then he was mm -hmm. just like if they want to change anything about the show tell him no yeah it was getting ridiculous we you know it was the pattern i mean i mean we're wrong it'd be interesting but in the end it's like they wanted too much the compromises, compromises, yeah, the compromises were pretty much non-existent. It was pretty much like our way. They, they, they pretty much just wanted like the face, you know, yeah. you know the, the face of the thing. It's like, yeah, the one, one, one of them, that. one of them even wanted us to write out our episodes and submit it to them. Mm -hmm. We had to like, yeah, they, they wanted like pre-planned scripts. And that was the thing, like 80% of our content was like literally on the fly, like, like one video, like Deadman would just like like come by, like, hey, dude, hey guys, I got a new ca I got a new camera that does 1080p recording. Let's do this, like literally, like ten, like <laughs> like, like like yeah, like within like 30 seconds of walking through the door, and we were like, okay, let's do it. Like that, that that's how the majority of our shit just happened. Like someone just had like a, a random idea out of nowhere. Like like one time we like we were watching like an anime show, and like our friend was like, hey guys. We should get drunk and like in the and just like just do some stupid shit. And it's like no, it wasn't. It, we should get drunk. And just, yeah. It was we should get drunk and try to reenact a GTA thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah, that's how like, we ended up doing that one scene where I fucked up my elbow. Yeah, like he tried to jump in a car and like that was not smart. No. You know, like, yeah, like just 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 dumb shit, like just out of nowhere. It's like sometimes we, uh, like most of the time we even meet for like the record, and all of a sudden we just get an idea, it's like, hey, he did, man. You got your camera? Yeah. You're, you're like, yeah. Let's get let's record. Yeah, meet <laughs> me at our friend's house. We're gonna do something. Okay. It's kind of like now we all just get the streamyard invite and then show up. <laughs> uh, I feel the same way. If someone tried to do that with Dark Charm, yeah. Well, and the thing was is because. We didn't have a lot of followers, but we had a lot of viewers and we had a lot of connections. Like we were making a lot of moves at the time, and that's kind of like what prevented us from getting where we wanted to go. Was that we didn't have followers? We had views. We had we had videos that were in the tens and thousands of views and stuff like that before they got copyrighted. Um, but 
we had we had the views we had the, we had the connections uh we had several connections within the fucking video game industry which is how we got a whole bunch of beta stuff we got a the, the darkness 2 beta the the preview play we got uh call of duty beta stuff that we were part of preview play mm-hmm. uh battlefield we got part of we got part of it um we got a lot we got a lot and we had our names out there mm-hmm. but um you know it would always be weird because he'd be like, "Oh, well, you guys only have this many uh, subscribers." Yeah, we do, but look at the, look at the amount of views we have. It's disproportionate. <laughs> like we have less than a hundred subscribers, but we have videos with ten thousand views. Like I don't, I don't get it either. Yeah. <laughs> right now, the Studio Dead currently has eighty-seven subscribers. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, yeah. And if you go through our videos, there's about fifteen missing because of the copyrights, mm-hmm. because of all the video of all the footage we used. Yeah, it says you only have 80 videos up there now. Yeah, we should have like 97. <laughs> yeah. And uh, most of those were copywritten. Last yeah, update seven years ago. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. yeah, for example, our... Uh, I think I remember what? that one. It's PC version of console. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah, like, one of our, like, yeah, yeah, I mean, we were, like, we were, we were getting traction, like, dude, like, we were on the, um, we were on the front of free, uh, Facebook. Mm-hmm. One of our videos actually made the, to, to the front, like, of Facebook. Like, it's like, go to Facebook, bam, there we are. <laughs> it was like... Yeah, Artemis is... I think it was the Zelda. No, it was, yeah, a, it was Ninja a, Gaiden it, 3 it, it NES was, versus Famicom is your most popular video with 8.3 thousand views. Yeah, that's that's uh, that was a guest that was a guest person that we had on the channel. We loved her very much. Yeah, it uh, was... Uh, Ocarina dot 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 Bioshock. Bioshock, yeah, yeah that was the one, yeah. yeah. Well, you, well, you freaking tackled me because you know, like you, you just hated freaking Ocarina. Like, you know what? Hold on, let's uh, let's 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 bring that up. Hold on, hold on. Here, I already got it in the. I've already got it for the private chat. Hold on, oh, you got it. Hold on. So, uh, <laughs> this is one of the only times DJ actually got hurt filming a fucking. I really show. did. Yeah, like, that'd be hilarious if you get copyright claimed for showing your own videos. I know it's our fucking video. <laughs> Like, before anybody says anything, it's our fucking video. So... Hello, YouTube! Yeah, so here we go. This was uh, this was the old camera. This was uh, the camera that our friend had. And uh, it's not very good. The audio's not very good. But uh, you'll, you'll see me here in a second. And we, uh, we, we, have, we, have a, we have a mat over here for DJ, <laughs> for DJ to land on. Mm-hmm. It was built out of like, like five or six sofa cushions and a pillow or two for his <laughs> head. Now here's the problem with this: is that I hit him so hard. DJ DJ was much bigger back then, much much bigger. Didn't mm-hmm. think I was gonna be able to move him. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we put the we put the mats like right next to him. Cause DJ was like, "You're not gonna, you're not gonna move me, dude. You're just fucking not." And we yeah, did two no, like, dry runs. Because I, like, I was pretty much like, "Yeah, I was like, like I don't need those mats." And like, yeah, you got right here. Like, no, we'll, we'll do the mats anyway, just in case. And then you fucking but, sent him into orbit. Because <laughs> like I was, I was a lot thinner back then, and DJ was a lot heavier. But the thing was, is that we the two dry runs we did, I didn't clip him with my arm. Like mm. when you do it, when you do it, even even in wrestling, when you do it, when you do a clothesline, you hit chest. You don't hit throat. You hit chest. So what I had done was I had just bounced my arm off him. I hadn't like 
hit him. Oh, so you gave him the false confidence. <laughs> I did it. I told I told him I'm going to do it for reals this take. I'm going to do That's okay. You're not going to move me. I don't really need these cushions. Hello YouTube once again. This here studio dead. I am the Iceman as you all know and yeah, my that was next another to me is nickname. Drake. Uh dead man couldn't be uh here right now. He had to, you know, go to the bathroom or somewhere. See now, what we're gonna talk yeah, about here I came a long is way. the Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. That's right. Hey, Ashley. We're finally discussing it. It's the game that we know. Now, you look, all look it up, friend. Taking a step back. Ocarina of Time. One of I'm literally like football prepped right now. Greatest game ever made. And there's Nintendo DJ setting himself really up. Brought out a masterpiece. Uh, when it came uh, to <laughs> and that folks. <laughs> Oh. And like the worst part is you saw where my hands were. I had it, I clipped his I clipped his shoulder with this arm and I had his other shoulder gripped so I wouldn't like let his head hit the fucking floor. But if you didn't see like my legs were in the air. <laughs> and I hit him so fucking hard. His legs went in the air. That's awesome. And and in case anybody was wondering, that's how that's how Dead Man feels about Ocarina of Time. It is. Yeah. I fucking hate that. I hate that fucking. So we literally go. I think it was like five minutes without without DJ <laughs> before he finally fucking joins us again. Look, I bet that, that dude. I was rocked. Like, like holy crap, <laughs> man! Like, I, I I literally have to stay like on the freaking mat for like like for a few good minutes. I was like, what the fuck, man? Because <laughs> I kept telling him, I'm like, I'm gonna do it for real when we're rolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so like uh yeah like it's just I mean, a it's... video game you asshat <laughs> so it's funny right because like i like uh that, that was kind of like a bit for the studio dead was the ocarina of time thing like it was a bit for us uh but uh i, I kind of see I, like and that, that's why i see so much of a win for ray, ray william johnson getting back to it i see so much of a win because like of all the shit that we turned down Right, and we were fucking no. <laughs> Daddy loved it. <laughs> of all the shit we turned down, and we were a fucking no one channel. Imagine all the shit that Ray William Johnson had to go through as a content mm -hmm. creator. You know what I mean? So, uh, I just, I, I'm, I'm really proud of that. I'm, I'm really proud. I'm really like glad for him. And I say proud because like I've been on that. I've been on the Your Favorite Martian train since like day one. So seeing him get this all back seeing him get back to work on it i'm kind of proud of it you know what i mean yeah um yeah but... people just walking up to the house uh-oh let's see what happens they're probably gonna knock or ring the doorbell can we look at the house no not now get in touch with your realtor hmm. either way we'll like uh, <laughs> we'll let grave robber not commit a crime on fucking live YouTube. Oh, and I'll turn off my mic and camera no, right? if like, I have to get up. Like someone's just walking, like, walking to your house and like, you gotta yeah. stop. Your talk isn't interrupting my alone time with Jesus. Oh, God. <laughs> my two choices are either fabric shears right now, right? Classic Fiskars, right-handed, or lightsaber chopsticks. What should Imagine I the mortician pulling up and having to yank those out of a corpse. Lightsaber chopsticks. <laughs> the Luke and Vader chopsticks. 
<laughs> just imagine, just imagine DJ being the first responder on that, just watching him pull that out. They're like, just like, the f- <laughs> it's like, why? They're still on, like <laughs> they're still on. Yeah, that's what I mean. They're, like, they're, still, they're still glowing and shit. The, the more like the the the, the, the EMT the guys coroner just, just kind of is like, the fuck. <laughs> this isn't funny, guys. Read the it's in it's in the report. It's in the paper. Like, how did that even work? They're so bendy. <laughs> yeah. Now, see, now at that point, I don't care if I'm on the job and I was in public. I just be like, <laughs> you know, one the, <laughs> right. It's Coke. Uh, <laughs> that's how I drink my coffee. Fuck off. Anyways. Uh, so, yeah. So, the idea of metal not going into mainstream. And this is such an interesting topic. Uh, there is... I mean, there's there's so much to talk to. There's so much to consider. <laughs> it sounds like a crazy episode of Noxos, right, though? Uh I mean, I, I, can, I can personally say why I think that metal never made it to the mainstream. Like, I can personally, I can put my own personal spin on it. Hmm. But let's let's uh, let's hear from. Uh, go ahead and take care of your business, Bubba. Go on. We'll we'll be here. What? Oh no, they they haven't tried getting in. They're just walking around and they're on the phone on speaker. Okay, but yes. I don't know what they're saying. They're talking in some sort of secret code. It sounds like Taco Bell. <laughs> DJ, go ahead. What, <laughs> what 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 speed can you put on this? Um, honestly, I think it. Honestly, like when I because um, yeah, we were we were talking about this, and truth be told, I believe is honestly several factors when it comes to heavy metal. Like the the final coffin was honestly well, obviously everyone agreed, but Nirvana, that was the you know that was the final nail, but. It was not just Nirvana, uh, you know, they, like, you know, they were convenience. Because the thing is, because, you know, what people need to understand, like, you know, back in the 80s, like, everyone talks about, you know, the heavy metal scene. We mentioned this, like, last week on the show that, you know, heavy metal, you know, huge, you know, golden age, but it didn't hit quite hit mainstream. And several factors for this, what I think why it never made it. Like, number one, honestly, everyone was against heavy metal. Yeah. Heavy metal was pretty much like like it was considered like pretty much like you know the you know the black stain on society itself. Like it was crazy, like because yeah, you, you see all like yeah, it, it, heavy metal was the secret that everybody knew, and the music industry, the uh, the, uh, the government, like all of it, wanted you know keep it down, like. I can't stress enough how much the government and the pe like you like in you know uh you know um you know uh polite society want wanted to pretty much destroy heavy metal. It yeah. was so bad that they literally put heavy metal on trial. Could you imagine that? Actually putting a music genre on trial? <laughs> I wish I was joking. Look it up. What's his name? Uh Snyder, uh the D. guy Snyder. from uh, Yeah, Dick Snyder. Actually went up in court in front of a committee and actually had to defend heavy metal. I wish I was joking about this. That's how much they wanted to destroy it. Not even rap when they most hated it. <laughs> went on trial as a whole. That's how much they wanted to bring down heavy metal. Yeah, yeah. So and the person you're talking about is fucking Tipper Gore. 
Yeah. yeah. Tipper Gore uh, yeah. tried so hard to censor metal and rap at the time and yeah. so many other fucking people. And some of the other trials. Uh, I forgot I forgot the uh I, I forgot the band, but like someone like listened to their album and they killed themselves. And they were in the, in, in the Cowboys the, from Hell, Pantera. It, it, no, no, it was before then. Uh, oh, yeah, it, it was. It was one of like subliminal messages, and uh, it's like uh, it's like oh, it's like, like wasn't in, this, Judas in this Priest? song. It was like Judas Priest. Yeah, yeah. It was like do it, and they were like, and they do it when they like play the album, like play the song backwards, and, they, and, and everyone was like, do what? Have a coffee? You know, like, you know, have a beer? Like, like do what? But he said, do it, and that was enough for him, for him to Take for this person to kill nap. themselves. Right, but <laughs> Nike's fine when their their slogans just do it. Yeah, I know, right? Like, I, yeah, I've exactly. never heard Nike blame for a mass killing in some fucking way. Black Sabbath, and, Mike Smith was also one of the one is one of the band's name, but the one we're specifically talking about was Judas Priest. Yeah, uh, and that was plus, the thing. Like, like you get oh I'm, I'm, no, no, no. Like just to add to the, to the do it thing, literally everybody the the the, the prosecution had to handhold everybody. To point out the, the the second and a half of the song that sounded like "Do It" because when they played it, everybody was like, "I don't hear shit," and the guy was like, "No, no, allow here. I'll point it out for you. Give me your hand. Come on, let's go. Let's do this. I'll show you." And everybody else was like, "Die!" Yeah, and everybody else was like, "I don't fucking hear words. What are you talking about?" So literally, the dude had to like handhold and second by second play the clip where it kind of sounds like somebody saying do it meanwhile stairway to heaven's just flying right under the radar (laughs) (laughs) you know with the play it backwards and it's oh here's to my sweet satan he'll make you suffer the one behind the woodshed he'll give you give you six 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 like you could that's a lot more audible than do it like (laughs) also fucking uh, i just just the joke from little nikki Yes, dude. Chicago fucking <laughs> Chicago. I just play it backwards. It's Chicago. Long live. Like, man, you just spread the blood of the innocent. <laughs> Chicago fucking rocks, man. Like, the, you know, this, like, this fucking idea was so ridiculous. That's why it got parodied in Little Nicky. Uh, oh, because it's been parodied it's everywhere. It, it really honestly was. Um, yeah. Religion yeah, no. heavily pushed back masking, and old white people <laughs> believe teens played their music backwards. I don't understand. Like, I, imagine the first, first of dude all, that was sto- stoned enough to play it backwards. Yeah, just imagine like some guy. Like, I, I that's all I can imagine. He pushed the wrong fucking button, or he pushed play and rewind at the exact same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm well, unless you've got Chicago, a nice bro. like belt drive. I command you to. Yeah, unless you've Stop. got a good belt drive turntable, though, it is tedious as shit to just sit there and rotate it backwards at the correct speed, mind you. At the correct speed. 33 and a third rotations per minute. Like, come on, dude. You will worship Satan in all of his form. Like, okay, I was on this one kick when I lived in the barracks where I just took all of my favorite songs and listened to them backwards. Fucking Blondie? Dude, okay, so I played um, Technologic. I played Technologic by Daft Punk backwards. And there's one little snippet in that song when I played it backwards on Audacity where it says the menu has the snacks. The menu has the snacks. Yeah. Out of like my top 20 favorite songs played backwards besides Stairway to Heaven, 
the only other one was Technologic, where the the hidden backplate message was the menu has the snacks. Uh, and that's so them. That's and honestly, so them. I would give more credit to Daft Punk for doing that because that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they, they I mean, the the fucking French food. national anthem is harder, better, faster, stronger. We all know that. It, it, you know what? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not looking it up. I'm not looking it up. Harder, Something scary is Christian yeah. music played forward. And you know what, Mike? We we don't talk about religion, but Christian music, as just musically speaking, is goddamn horrible. Hmm. I counter that argument. Mm. Don't you dare say something stupid like Flyleaf. Fuck Flyleaf. No, 90s Christian music was actually kind of fun. Not the gospel music, not the praise hymns, but like the original Newsboys, DC Talk, PFR. Nope. Those were some good-ass bands. Nope. yeah. Yeah, they were. How what? How could you think so, you hypocrite, you son of a bitch? You were the one that introduced me to them to make fun of them for three hours while we got drunk. Well, <laughs> you did that, wait, DJ. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Like yeah, I but said, DC yeah, Talk yeah, was a yeah, nice blend that, of rock but... and hip hop, you know. Yeah, no, but, it really as I reached mature, out to the youth. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Exactly. As I mature, I realize, you know, I wasn't giving them a true fair chance. You <laughs> Fuck know, you, you it, lying <laughs> son of a. Bitch. You know, like you can't you know, even like, say with a straight face. You know, and yeah, I mean. Give him, a, give him a real chance. Like, I wasn't, you know, you I, wasn't I, I was just a dumb kid. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't understand yeah, yeah, yeah. the power. But anyway, yeah, back to the topic the, at hand. Who set the orphanage on fire there, DJ? I don't know. Hey, Fucker. Yeah, hey, you I have know. to agree with Grave. Denny, no. Bad. Musically, yeah. I would rather listen to 90s contemporary Christian than I would rather listen to today's pop hits. Yeah, I'd rather I just listen to nothing. Fuck it all. No, Anyways. But see, I'm one of these people when, I, when they say, what kind of music do you like? I genuinely listen to everything. I'm not a huge fan of electro swing, but there's a few songs I actually do appreciate. Never had a friend like me. Anyways. Yeah, that you one. You son of a bitch, DJ. I won't be you like you. You motherfucker. How so fucking anyway, dare as you? As I was saying, How dare as you the, try to make me look like the bad guy as in this As the mature party in this, uh, in this uh, yes. debate. Yes. Um, uh, That's cool. That's cool. So, like, yeah. So, heavy metal. Like, hey, heavy metal's the reason why we had the uh, the the warning labels on our freaking uh, on our album. Justice metal. Yeah. No, it was like with only a few hidden messages. And the best part is those parental advisory labels actually increased record sales. Yeah, exactly. Because (laughs) because now the kids knew which ones to get. They knew which ones are going to piss off the parents. Yeah. (laughs) And of course, like the old people was like, "Oh, that metal." How how did they figure out which ones to buy? Gee, you know, I wonder. <laughs> it's like, why do we choose R-rated horror movies instead of PG thirteen? Because the R-rated movies, ones are not. better. It's not. It's violence. Violence <laughs> and uh, blood. Yeah, okay, so violence, for, blood, for, sex, all that. Number crap. one. Number one, let me tell you this story real fucking quick. I was I was of the same mind of Grave Robber many years ago. And I said, there are a few things in this world that annoy me. And DJ said, challenge accepted. So what did DJ do? <laughs> DJ gathered all this Christian music, including the newsboys, including all the fucking ones you thought of, Grave Robber. And said, I can annoy the fuck out of you even when you're drunk. So I said... <laughs> 
I, I fucking dare you. I fucking dare you. You can't fucking do it. You can't, usually when I'm drunk is when I vibe the most to music. So I bought two cases of fucking beer. I went to DJ's house. He brought out a speaker and a CD player. And we listened while I drank this two cases of beer to all those fucking bands. And you know what? I had never been more wrong in my life. <laughs> you know, when we, when we get enough subscribers to our Patreon and we do the karaoke nights... I'm You're totally gonna, gonna make voice. sure I do at least one Christian song every time. Mm. But the yeah. thing was, the, the thing was yeah. though, it's be like, like, all right, it's Grave Robbers' turn. I can only imagine. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, I think, <laughs> I think that's the first time I heard the song "God's Not Dead." Mm. And I think, well, see, that's, that's the new newsboys when the dude from DC Talk ran out of money and decided to join a band again. I'm talking with the original Australian group, with the Australian singer that decided to walk away from Christianity after a while. Yeah, no, mm. there, was, there was a version of God's Not Dead. The one the newsboys do is a cover. There mm. was an original one, and it was way back in the fucking early, early 2000s. And I think that's the first time I heard it, and I think that's the one that caused me to almost burn down DJ's house with him and his entire family in it. Well, like I said, I mean, I was just... I was just a naive kid. I didn't realize. No, you wanted to hurt me, and you did. You did. You stuck the knife in and then twisted it, motherfucker. And you know you did it. That's why you're laughing, you motherfucker. I don't know what you mean. Even drunk as I was, dude, I was like, I hate everything about this. I hate all of this. It was originally performed by Passion Conferences, Uh also referred to as Passion in the... 268th generation, originally named Choice Ministries, a Christian organization found by Louis Giglio in 97. So it was originally performed 2010 by Passion, and then the Newsboys covered it. Mm. Uh, was it 2012, I think? Yeah, mm. something like that. Yeah. That song's kind of a banger, though, dude. Like, if you just no. change the lyrics but keep the music and melody, no. it, it could oh, yeah. be something. Absolutely no. grave. Yeah. Oh, I'd rather overdose on heroin. <laughs> Today, uh, the song from Little House in the Sur- uh, Little House in the Prairie, Christian soldiers marching on to war. I mean, that's just it. So, like, well, well, let me let me play this, and I'll and I'll actually get into some really cool stuff that I talked about with my sons uh, over the over the weekend. So much for metal. No, no, no. Eric? This is metal. No, I was that's D. Snyder, man. Look at this cocksucker <laughs> yeah. walking into fucking Congress looking like this. Yeah. Oh, but also, this is actually another point I want to mention about, like, metal and, like, and, uh, Nevada. Yeah, when we ahead. get to it, like, like honestly, this is a good example of what I mean where I say that current generations are freaking wusses. Uh, and Kirk obeys, the, is that the fault of it? But, yeah, we'll, we'll watch this video and uh, we'll uh, get to that point. We're only going to watch a little bit of this. We'll fast forward. There are many facets to this complex issue, and time does not permit me to address all of them. However, my feelings are expressed for the most part by the August 8, 1985 letter to the Parents Music Resource Center from Mr. Stanley Gordikoff, President of the Recording Industry Association of America. This letter was a formal response to the PMRC's petition of the RIAA. The only part of this document I do not support is Mr. Gordikoff's unnecessary and unfortunate decision to agree to a so-called generic label on some selected records. In my opinion, this should be retracted. 
Since I seem to be the only person addressing this committee today who has been a direct target of accusations from the presumably responsible PMRC, I would like to use this occasion to speak on a more personal note and show just how unfair the whole concept of lyrical interpretation and judgment can be Not and how yes. many times this yeah. can amount to little more than character assassination. Now, I, I, I want to I pause this and talk about this for just a split second. Uh, just, well, just to address the chat, Dee's dress is a costume just like the many performing for and wearing a costume. Uh, I love how Dee defended metal censorship is wrong. Now, I, I, I kind of wanted to talk about this. Dee Snyder was written off, and, and DJ can attest to this, and so can Mike and Danny. DJ, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Dee Snyder was written off as an ignorant, violent, homosexual for some fucking reason well i mean you wore makeup and was in a band called twisted sister like yeah for some fucking reason all these butt hurt old people are gonna say that kind of shit yeah so he was written off as all these things and i absolutely love how everything he's saying here is so beautifully written because he's not saying that this is stupid this is wrong he's saying in my opinion in Mm -hmm. my personal opinion and he even started that address with in my personal experience and this is character assassination. So I love how everything he's saying is so extraordinarily well written. Mm-hmm. I have taken the liberty of distributing to you material and lyrics pertaining to these accusations. There were three attacks in particular which I would we'll like him. to address. Fucking Accusation number one. This attack was contained in an article written by Tipper Gore, smart, yeah. which was given the form of a full page in my hometown yeah, newspaper on Long Island. In this article, Ms. Gore claimed that one of my songs, Under the Blade, had lyrics encouraging sadomasochism, bondage, and rape. The lyrics she quoted have absolutely nothing to do with these topics. On the contrary, the words in question are about surgery and the fear that it instills in people. Furthermore, mm-hmm. the reader mm-hmm. of this article is led to... Because if I, don't, if I remember correctly, he, it was him or his wife that was undergoing something really horrible at the time. Mm-hmm. I think it was his wife. It might have right? been his yeah. I'll, I'll I think it was that while you play please. it, though. Uh, so, like, uh, I, I love the idea that he's literally just, like, he's coming up. And I also love this. Is I, I kind of miss this era as, as much as I am for the, for the forwarding of technology and, and, you know, how technology can help you reach out to further audiences. I kind of miss this. I kind of miss an artist literally standing in front of their accusers and going, hey, fuck you, by the way. This is what those lyrics meant. Allow me yeah. to shove my dick in your mouth and fuck what you said. Yeah. And honestly, like, like that's one of the points I'm saying about like, like, like metal. See, one thing about people like uh, understand like, about metal is that metal, heavy metal, it don't just talk to talk. It fucking walks the walk. Yeah. And here's the great like, thing too. 1985 Parents Music Resource Center Senate hearings. Snyder stated, "Quote: I was born and raised a Christian, and still adhere to these principles." Yeah, he always has been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And he'll talk about like, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll he doesn't make makeup, about wear a dress, it. and say, "Fuck you." <laughs> yeah, he doesn't talk about it on his on, on like any kind of personal level, uh, but yeah, none, none, it's not reflected in his music or his stances. Yeah. But like, he is what he is, and he doesn't talk about it. And he doesn't make it a point to. Yeah, no. that the three lines she quotes go together in the song. When, as you can see from reading the lyrics, the first two lines she cites are an edited phrase from the second verse, and the third line is a misquote of a line from the chorus. That the writer could misquote me is curious, since we make it a point to print all our lyrics on the inner sleeve of every album. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As the creator of Under the Blade, I can say categorically 
that the only sadomasochism, bondage, and rape in this song is in the mind of Ms. Gore. That's right. Uh, it was Eddie. It was Eddie Ojeda. Accusation. The guitarist needed surgery, oh, so that's how he got. Right, right, right. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's how he got the inspiration for Under the Blade. Okay, because I remember it was somebody really close to him, and him and Eddie were brothers essentially. Well, yeah. So, so yeah, it was when Eddie needed surgery. He was like, "That sounds fucking yeah. scary." <laughs> it was bad. It was really bad. There was like a whole. There was this whole thing in in a, in a bunch of music magazines at the time, like literally well wishes for this guy. You should have seen the hospital that they released like pictures of it. Like so many well wishes came in for him just because D. Snyder reached out. So, uh, it, like, I, I'm just I'm just loving this. I'm loving this in so much. Two, the PMRC has made a public made public a list of 15 of what they feel are some of the most blatant songs lyrically. On this list is our song, We're Not Gonna Take It, upon which has been stowed a V rating indicating violent lyrical content. Really? You know from the lyrics before you that there is absolutely no violence of any type either sung about or implied anywhere in the song. Now. Look at, wow. look at this fucking Karen back in the and, fucking and, 80s. Look at this cunt. Look oh, at this dude, cunt. That is How totally dare you Karen. lie about all the fucking things you wrote that I know you didn't because I never listened to the music. The PMRC may have confused our video presentation for this song with the meaning of the lyrics. It's no secret that videos What are we gonna do? Dude, look look at the minds blown. Look at the minds look at the fucking pins from the press that are setting these goddamn papers on fire. Because they're like, holy fuck, D Snyder can actually speak and is actually very well articulated. They don't speak on an education level that nobody really expected him to. Holy fuck me. You know what? Rereading the lyrics, rereading the lyrics, we're not gonna take it. Lyrically, there is not a lot of content. No. no, and that's isn't. kind of the joke. <laughs> and yeah. but yeah, like literally, the gist is we're just not going to take it. No violence, nothing like that. Well, where he says, "Oh, you're so condescending. Your gall is never ending. We don't want nothing, not a thing from you." Yeah, that's so violent, right? Like, don't pick our destiny. Yeah, yeah. Basically, he's <laughs> just say, you know what? Fuck it. Like, fuck it. You do you. Leave me alone. That's basically yeah. what it is. But I, I the just... worst part is, for the last forty years, we have in fact taken it. Yeah, not touching that. Company. Not the touching video that. we're not going to take it was simply meant to be a cartoon with human actors playing variations on look the, the Roadrunner Wild E. Coyote theme. Fucking, look at the people writing this. Each stunt was selected from my, my mind. extensive yeah. personal. The video for we're not going to take it was goofier than the Beastie Boys fight for your right to party. Yeah, that was a satire song in itself. DJ like, and I, DJ and I have been part <laughs> of a press junket. Right, DJ and I have been part of a press junket where somebody says something that's like actually like kind of mind blowing, and when you, when somebody says something like that, this is what you see. This is what you see. You see heads down, pens going, because you can hear DJ, the steam coming from the ear holes, dude. It, and it's <laughs> it's beautiful, right, yeah, DJ? Because like, yeah. who was it? It was a uh, the it was a it was a the, the, the Tarantino press junket we, we we did. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah, the uh, for the studio dead that never mm -hmm. got published, mm -hmm. and we got in, we got invited, and all these people were like, "Oh, we're gonna we're totally gonna not expect we're, we're, we're like DJ and I were like he's gonna say some edgy shit, he's gonna drop an n bomb, he's gonna say something that's gonna be shocking." So DJ and I had already prepped it for the studio dead channel, so we were sitting there in the fucking press junket in Bassett Center, mm -hmm. <laughs> in Bassett yeah. Center, El Paso, Texas. And you're like, this guy that's obsessed with feet is actually pretty fucking smart. So, yeah, and he was talking, <laughs> and he was talking about it, and, and then somebody raised a question. Somebody raised a question. So why is it 
and it, I'm paraphrasing, of course, because I don't remember the specific question. Why is it your character in Pulp Fiction says those awful words? And DJ and I sit back and went, aha. And so the pin has been pulled. Oh, that's the right. At the house. Spoon did, has well, been When you pulled dropped. in my driveway, did you see the sign? Yeah, that, that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and DJ and I were just like, the spoon has been dropped. The bomb is about to go off. Beautiful chaos. <laughs> Feed me. And I'm, here, look, I'll, I'll, I'm going to type in the private chat so DJ can say it. Because uh, <laughs> I'm serious, this, this was his answer. Hold on. There, DJ, do you see it in the, in the private chat? Yeah. I'm going to let you say <laughs> that. I did, that's I, I, yeah, I did say that. I did say no, that. No, no, not you. He did. Quentin Tarantino oh, really? said it. Really? I, thought, I thought it was me. Hmm. It, no, you said it too. But literally, that was the prep you and I did. We were so in tune that we were like, this is why he said it. This is yeah, why he wrote because, it. Because I, because I, want, I wanted to say the... Oh, yeah. Because I wanted to say the nigger on camera. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said, though. He didn't say the word. He said, I wanted to say the on camera. And, like, everybody's head just dropped. Just like you're seeing right here. Just like all these fucking people. All these people are just, oh, pearls grasped. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, and oh, that was like what's that one that one like news anchor guy or whatever was interviewing Sam Jackson. He was like, well, how yeah. do you feel about the use of the N-word? What N-word? No. No, you know the N word. Say the it. N word. I'm not gonna say it. Why not? I, I, I can't say it. Yes, <laughs> Why not? you can. Yes, you can. I'll say it with I, you. <laughs> I'll say it with you. I tell you what. You either say it or move on to the next question. <laughs> no, he said say it or the interview's over. Oh, that's it. Say it or the interview. He's like, I can't say it, and I'm not going to. And he was okay. Have a good day then. Yeah. And it was like, Shh, don't say stupid shit like that unless you can back it up. <laughs> back then, much like today, we are scared of those who are different. Mike, you are part of our crowd, homie. You you are not separate. You are part of the VT Network fucking family. We're not scared of people who are different. They are. You are not they. part of them anymore. You are part of us. They are. They're scared of people that are different. Not you, not me, not anybody that's part of this fucking family. Cartoons. You'll note when you watch the entire video that after each catastrophe our villain suffers through, in the next sequence he reappears unharmed by any previous attack, mm. no worse for the wear. By the way, I'm very pleased to note that the United Way of America has been granted a request to use portions of our We're Not Gonna Take It video in a program they are producing on the subject of the changing American family. Yep. They asked for it because of its... Yeah, yeah you hear like, the person laughing? Quote, Light-hearted way of talking about communicating with teenagers, unquote. It is gratifying that an organization as respected as God, the United Way of America... God, he is so pissed of off, but he's maintaining his composure so well. He is. I've yeah. See how much that paper is shaking? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, like, <laughs> dude, the entire heavy metal scene was pissed off over this whole thing. And he was pretty much, like, reflecting that, I think, perfectly. Because... Yeah. This thing was like it was ridiculous. This whole thing should not have been uh, the case, but no, it was literally a case of I had to take time out of my schedule to freaking include you fuckheads on what the hell is going on with the you know, with, with our music and our scene, and it, 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 it was it was crazy. It, it, it was insane, it was. but 
And, and that's just what I mean. It's like, you know, the main factor, because, you know, they were looking. But here's the thing. They couldn't stop it. They couldn't really stop heavy metal. Like, like it was growing. It was actually uh, Cannot beating. stop the metal. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, and it was beating, like, you know, even, like, you know, techno and all that stuff. Like, in some cases, like, they couldn't stop it. Mm-hmm. From 89 to 91 was when metal almost hit the like, almost broke through the glass scene. It's like we can no longer contain this. Like you look at albums during those three years. Like even bands that sucked balls actually had great success. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, uh during those three years. Like yeah, it's like metal is happening. There's nothing you can do to stop it. Government, all you fucking soccer moms, whatever, like it, it's happening. And then Nirvana hit. That whole grunge thing kind of yeah, it. and that's the thing. And the thing about Nirvana, like I've always, I've always had this fucking uh, theory. Like, don't get like Nirvana. They're all right, you know. Like Kurt Cobain, like, but I think Nirvana is is overrated. I'm freaking sorry. I believe they are. They are. They are very much so overrated, huh? I believe so too. You know yeah. this. I've held this for yeah. two decades. And, I mean, and I would Kurt, much rather listen to like Soundgarden or Pearl Jam when it comes to that '90s grunge sound. Like, yeah, you know, and that's the thing because smells like Teen Spirit. Okay, something you can groove to, like whatever. But for those of us who lived through that, you could not get away from it. It was literally everywhere. And what happened was, these people who were looking for something, anything. To finally shut down the heavy metal scene, they finally have it. It's like because with grunge, especially 90s grunge, you had kids could still be angry, but it was controlled. It was more containable. You notice that about it? Palatable. Yeah, exactly. Palatable. And and then so they pushed it and they pushed it and they pushed it to the point where you like Nirvana, even if you didn't even like Nirvana. It, it, it was that it, it, it was that bad. Like anyone who yeah. lived through it could tell you. Like, I, I was sick of like, like I, I like when I first heard, it, I was like, okay, you know, like no problem. By month three, I was sick to death of it. It was literally everywhere. You name an air, it was on it. I was like, holy crap, this is terrible. But that's what they yeah. needed <laughs> because they knew they couldn't beat metal head on. So they, what they had to do is trying to find a way to replace it. And grunge was just a little bit of the. Like you know, anger and all that stuff, but it was palatable, it was containable, and it was, uh, and it was marked. It, it was, was like it was, it was marketable the way they could do yeah. it. Because here's the thing about metal: the one thing about metal is you couldn't just uh, you couldn't just listen to it. You had to fucking had the balls for it. You had to feel that like, shit pumping like, through your veins, dude. Yeah, like, you put like if I had to fight between a, a a person who's a hardcore heavy metal person and a hardcore a hardcore grunge person, I will fight the grunge person. Well, the grunge oh, person's like, probably too burnt out to get off the couch yeah, anyway. It's not yeah, even exactly. Because the grunge to work, fan yeah. is angry, but it's like one of those. Eh, I don't want to really do anything. The heavy it. metal guy's so drunk well, he doesn't even know he's kicking your ass wait, right now. Yeah, like, yeah, like <laughs> the heavy metal guy. Well, like if you piss off a grunge guy, he's like I'm angry. Like you know whatever, but eh, whatever. The heavy metal guy will probably take out a blade and come at your ass. Yep. Yeah, the grunge guy's like, I'm gonna write a song on my acoustic guitar. Yeah, metal guy's just gonna stab you. Exactly, (laughs) and that's and that was metal. Like, let me give you an idea. Like, let me let me give like the perfect example of what the heavy metal scene was like. This is, I always count this the ultimate example. People say, oh yeah, like these other genres. No, these people ain't worth shit. I don't remember the band. Look it up, Grave, because I don't remember the band. I don't remember the guitars, but I do remember this fucking scene. There was one scene in a music video 
where a lead guitarist did a fucking entire guitar solo on an active fucking volcano. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't. I don't remember. I don't remember the song, but look it up. It's like yeah. And I and I, and, I, and I, as a kid, I went to my dad. It's like, dad. It's like, is that volcano active? And he and, uh, he, and he he reached there. It's like yeah, yeah, it is. And you look at the story. They left literally like practically minutes because that volcano erupted soon after they left recording. You can literally see the smoke come around. And I think the guy who complained, like, dude, my shoes were freaking melting. But he's still yeah. on that fucking volcano, and he fucking played that guitar subtle. Was it Galio? Way Down We Go? Live probably. in a volcano? I mean, I know it's a, a music video. Yeah, like, it probably was. But yeah, like, yeah, that is metal. People didn't fuck around. And, like, and you have these, these proper societies. Like, oh, my goodness. Heavy metal. It's, it's, it's no, terrible. No, you know, it wasn't, was but yeah, no, and and that's the thing. And it was just got lucky by Dawkin. Dawkin, it was Dawkin. Fucking Dawkin, yeah. dude. Y yeah, I'm confirming. <laughs> I'm confirming. Keep going. You know, yeah, and and that's metal. Like and like and, and like and, and oh my gosh! And these people, they they found something in Nirvana. Like you know, like so you, so you do the shift, Nirvana, the controllable, more powerable, like you know, like you know, the weak ass grunge and shit like that. And it's like, focus on this, focus on this. Pro Jam, uh, come on over. You know, Blink 182, come on over. Like anything, and to like lower the, uh, you know, the, yeah, the effect is. of metal. Yeah. Yeah, if you oh can find God, it. Oh my God, I remember this. Yeah, uh, put, put it on the freaking thing. Dying, you know, and, and we can all see it. But we'll, yeah. get, we'll, get, uh, <laughs> we'll get shut down. But oh. if you want to see it, if you want to see it, this is the first video we're going to play in the post show. This is the yeah. first video we're going to play in the post show. $5 on Patreon. Go check it out. Go go subscribe now because you're gonna want to fucking see this. This is nuts. Yeah, and remember that's an active volcano. That's that's getting ready Dude, to erupt. His his boots are flaming. His yeah. boots are like smoking. Like <laughs> that they, is fucking. When, when they cut the camera, he's literally like he's, he's got to move. He's doing the he's doing the I'm on fucking fire thing. You know. What I mean? Yeah. And, that, and, and that's what I miss because, uh, yes, yeah, this is what I miss when it comes to music because you couldn't just play. You had to be good and you had to be really good and really talented. Like, you know, this is what I miss when it comes to Well, that's to like music. those years that you, that you gave, 89 to 91, yeah. right in the center of that, one of my favorite fucking metal songs, mm -hmm. Painkiller by Judas Priest. Uh-huh. How many metal bands have the stamina to play that shit now, dude? No, <laughs> like said, hey, that is nonstop. How many, how many <laughs> artists, period, have yeah. the stamina to play that shit nowadays? I would, I would I'm... be happy just finding a vocalist that can do the vocals, because it never fucking ends. <laughs> no, right? So Let like, alone the drums, the double, the double bass, the entire song that's like mm, six and a half minutes. Mm, like, mm, come on, dude! Just, and the guitars just never loser. slow down. Oh. Uh, the yes. guitarist was George Lynch from Dokken. He was legit badass. Yeah, yeah. Le yeah. And so like, oh, like, there was like, there was one, there's one solo I can never freaking uh, he that uh, he did. I forgot the name of the song, but he was like, yeah, he was no, he was awesome. Like, uh, he really was. The, here's like, here's my take on why metal never made it big. And well, it it made big, but it go mainstream. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you my reason. Uh kiss mm. kiss was such a targeted and i do mean this it was such a a targeted fucking everything was a controversy with them everything 
what is what does kiss stand for knights and say it's nice in service to satan <laughs> it's funny once, but no and then like once, i remember a news article that actually said yeah. that. i was like what the f-? and then once <laughs> once kiss came out and said no we just really like to make out have you not what seen does this song, tongue? Like, what does the song painted red mean? It means that they're worshiping Satan. If you don't know what that means, you shouldn't be commenting on our music. <laughs> what is let's put the X in sex means they want to destroy Christianity. Really? Really? Like we just got done playing a song saying I want to just rock and roll all night and party every day. What, what, what are you talking about? That song. That's I want to rock and roll all night. Oh, that song is about worshiping Satan and doing drugs in the forest. It's an anti-drinking and driving song, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing was is that they weren't labeled rock and roll. No. What were they labeled? They were labeled metal. Metal. They were labeled metal. And but they're every, like the ultimate dad rock. <laughs> everybody who listens to Kiss knows exactly what the fuck Kiss is, and that is just dad rock. They talk about fucking a lot. And they, you think any rapper out here is like, oh my God, they're talking about having sex so much. <laughs> Allow me to introduce you to the album Destroyer by Kiss. Mm-hmm. Anyways... Every fucking time those dudes farted it in a limo by themselves with no one around, it was some kind of media controversy. Mm-hmm. And by proxy, because they were labeled metal. And everything they did was satanic. They were, they were banned. Banned in Michigan and Iowa from performing because of their satanic rituals. Anyone, anyone on this panel want to guess what their satanic rituals were? Go ahead. Take a guess. You're not going to get it. I don't know. Sticking his tongue out. (laughs) Spitting the blood. (laughs) I don't know. DJ? Ovaltine. No. Ovaltine? (laughs) Ready? Go ahead. Fireworks. Mm. Mm. That's right. The fireworks on stage were a satanic ritual. Oh, yes. It's not a 4th of July, so it's Satan. See, my favorite thing about all these people that protest like metal and, mu- and, and music and stuff is they don't take the time to learn shit about it. They just like follow the herd because somebody had an idea. Yeah. Like one of my favorite like stories about protesting metal or heavy metal is people were protesting Ozzy Osbourne and he gets drunk and wanders out into the crowd and is like, what are we doing? We're protesting this guy. Oh, okay. And he joins them. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna protest this concert. Fuck that fuck that fuck that guy. Fuck that blood. Whoever he is. I'll I'll go with you. Fuck me. Hey, I gotta go. <laughs> he gets I to his own concert. I gotta work. <laughs> yeah, then he gets to his own concert. Alright. Yeah, this is this is where I was going. Alright, thank you. Thank you all. Have a good night. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Just looks you around. look so dumb right now. Was it was that Ozzy fucking Osborne? <laughs> like, were we protesting this, this guy? <laughs> Destroyer is my favorite album by Kiss. I love it too, uh, Danny. Yeah. Kiss is yeah. the Goldman Sachs of the music, uh, the General Motors of cars, Donald Trump of politicians. Yep, uh, drinking and yes. drugs. Yep, find, just had a tiny, just find a tiny wave and ride it to win. That's what they did, though, and that's but, why metal never became fucking mainstream. Because every every time Kiss did something, it was satanic. Cowboys from Hell, Pantera. It's satanic. No, you 
dick. It's based on a fucking cowboy novel from the 1890s. Now, Fuck. my my theory on why metal has not yet become mainstream. Oh, I'm, I'm almost I'm almost okay. done. I'm almost done. <laughs> I'm almost done. Now I want you to get to this, but I'm almost done. So it didn't matter. It didn't matter. It didn't matter what they did. It didn't matter if they dressed like fucking women and sang in the most soprano goddamn voices they could fucking muster. Like it you just didn't preached. nobody matter. knew homie was gay because that was just what metal guys look like. <laughs> <laughs> fucking the love and leather? Come on, bro. Like, but like, it, it didn't matter. It didn't matter how fast the music was, how slow the music was. It didn't matter the pitch of the voice. They were all associated with the very first, what could be considered the very first metal band, which was Kiss. And from there, it's all satanic. From there, every fucking thing that, that, you know, some artist does, whether he says a racist thing or fucking not, everything he does from then on is, 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 is racist. Everything. And it doesn't matter how many apology tours he does. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if Louis C.K., we know that the guy had permission to jack off in front of people, but they kind of thought it was a joke until he started doing it. It's not his fault that you didn't take him seriously. Yeah. Either way, everything he does from that fucking point on, he can never apologize enough, or he can never do enough. He's he's media, he is Satan according to the media from now on. And Kiss did this to the metal genre. Unintentionally, unintentionally, mind you, I'm saying this unintentionally, but they had the makeup, they had the hair, even though they got the makeup and the hair from the New York dolls who were doing it for years before fucking Kiss were... <laughs> They did this, and it wasn't their fault. Every time somebody fucking brought up Kiss, you mean that Satan music? You listen to that Satan music? Boy, we're going to have to go outside and fight. What? No. What? Satan music? Motherfucker, how is kissing? How is kissing Satan music? I don't... Huh? If I ain't kissing your sister, it ain't Christian. They <laughs> <laughs> don't belong in Alabama. Anyways. <laughs> And that's that's why I believe it never fucking made it mainstream was because of what happened with Kiss and that label, that perpetual label. And every time somebody did something, it was just associated automatically with Satanism. And this goes all the fucking way to even Christian metal bands. What well, who's the, who's the fucking Christian metal band? The hair metal band, Wasp or what? A Warrant? No. Uh, who? Yeah, what, who's DJ the Wasp? I promise you that. DJ, who was the goddamn Christian hair metal band? You know who I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, uh, it wasn't Wasp. It was, uh, <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. Oh, wait. Give me a Hold second. I, I have an idea. Sni I think... Sniper? Spiper? Striper. 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 Yeah, stri Thank yeah, you. Striper. That's who they was. So even Striper, who were Christian metal, got called satanic. Are you fucking joking me? Mm -hmm. I'm fucking just fuck you all, fuck you all, <laughs> fuck you all for not even understanding the context of the band's character. Fucking Striper was a Christian metal band, but because they looked like every fucking other one of look. Oh my god, look, look at this, look at this shit. Look, I'm getting, I'm getting a picture. No, hold on, that's terrible. You Give should pull picture. up the one where they all look like like honeybees with the white background. That one's perfect. Uh, you mean this one? Yeah, that one. <laughs> so, here, here, here. There, they, they, they're, they're, they're satanic. Okay. Look at, look at this dude in the cod piece. What's, 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 what, what is, what is, 
Christ-like about that? I don't. <laughs> Shut up, DJ. Don't this even. Is glorifying it. God's creation, all right? <laughs> I know what DJ's gonna say. Don't say it. Don't say it. I know because you made that fucking joke before. You've made that joke before. We had to edit it out. Don't say it. Don't fucking. Okay, say fine. It. <laughs> I don't. I remember how much you cried <laughs> about it last time. So. I won't say it because yeah, you did have to edit it out so far. I did have to edit it out, like holy balls! But yeah, they're satanic. Are you shitting me? Those guys look as harmless as launching marshmallows at me. <laughs> like, like you, 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 that's threatening me with a fucking candy bar. Like, like, come <laughs> the fuck. I'm gonna fuck you up. Are you? Are you really? <laughs> My boots are dead here than that, bro. Oh my god! So, we'll, so that that's that's my whole take on it. We'll move on to Grave Robber. Let's just cover the the chat real quick. Uh, Tommy and Pam sex tape didn't help much. It did not. Striper apparently got my mic. Mike and Danny answered. Uh, CVTN's new uniforms. Don't don't tempt us. <laughs> can you imagine dead men in that gear? Yes, 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 I can. Don't tempt me. That would be hilarious. Don't, don't, don't. don't I am bringing my it. sewing machine with me when I move. <laughs> there's got to be a Joanne's fabric around there somewhere. There's, there's got to be enough lycra in the world to cover up DJ. Uh, DJ from the waist. I could just buy the old tents to... from like when people would tent houses for pest Yeah, control. you know what I mean. Same colors. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking. Well, I think one of the wasn't there one of their name one of the one of the uh, uh, band, one of their albums was named Electric Jesus. I'm like I'm like fairly certain. Hold on, I'm pulling up the discography now. Or was it a, was the word? Oh my gosh! Okay, yeah, this is such a satanic band. Okay, so starting from 1986 and just kind of crisscrossing the years, the album names "To Hell with the Devil," "In God We Trust," even the devil something. Hold on, let me let me pull up the actual discography because this is ridiculous. Okay, so in in. In chronological order, starting in 1984, the Yellow and Black Attack, okay. Uh, then 85, Soldiers Under Command. 86, To Hell with the Devil. 88, In God We Trust. Um, uh, skipping a few. Let's see. Quick, uh, Deadman, uh, verify some of the devices in uh, our email, VTN email. I need to post the meet with DJ. 2013, Second Coming. 2013, No More Hell to Pay. 2018, Goddamn Evil. <laughs> 2020, even the devil believes. They're still making music, dog. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, Dawkins is still making albums. And yeah, Dawkins the shit though, bro. Like, oh man, one year there was a Zombie Con uh, in downtown Fort Myers, and I was Freddy Krueger. Made the mask, made the glove, got Good the sweater. Try. Still have the sweater, dude. I rolled down all the windows in my car and just blasted Dream Warriors on repeat. People thought that was the coolest fucking thing ever, dude. Like, <laughs> I love it. But anyways, so yeah, so that, that's that's my whole take. That's my whole take, and I think it was accidental. But I also think that Kiss is definitely to blame. But Kiss's association with the media and Satanism is also mm. is to blame for why we can never embrace metal as a mainstream culture. But go ahead, go ahead, on your grave robber. So on top of all that media and reporting and controversy stuff, my reasoning why metal isn't more mainstream, especially now, seeing as, you know, one, we're 
kind of not moving forward. We're very stagnant as a society as it is. My theory on why metal isn't more popular is because it is more complex than pop music and less memorable to the first listen. Because if you listen to any pop song nowadays, you'll at least know two lines out of it that'll be swimming through your head for the next two, three weeks. That's how they do it. Don't me, okay? You know I'm no, not we, wrong we, on this. We listen to that. Now, we listen to that number one song from Drake. Neither one of us could even remember the fucking name of the song. Yeah, but that's because we went later. into it like cynical assholes, and we just played it because we're supposed to. Um, I don't. I think I was making noodles when you had the song playing. Anyway, and the construct of pop music, pop rock, pop okay. country, pop anything, you know, pop X. <laughs> that could be a genre. Pop. Um, it. When you, when you boil it down and look at it, it really just comes down to the same pieces in a different order. One thing you'll notice, especially in the music, like listening to it musically-wise, ignoring the bullshit lyrics, is uh, there's a fifth-third interval played frequently in almost any popular song from the last 12 years. And that fifth third interval carries on in different variations in a lot of other pop music. And I really, it's, it's actually, it's a really interesting thing. They've dubbed it the millennial yelp or the millennial yop, right? Because it's that, oh, and they put it everywhere. So that's, I think, what people expect music to be. Whereas metal is very inspired from things like blues jazz and classical music to name the top three things you know like if you listen to i don't know fucking tool someone that has weird you know time signatures and just kind of does their own thing without any like preformed cookie cutter construct there's a lot of people that like tool but not as many people that like Katy perry you know because Katy perry's music's easier to digest it's easier to memorize and it's just it's everywhere you know like come on dude the interview whenever i hear the song firework by katie perry all i think of is dave do you think margaritas are gay you know like and that's what it is because pop music and everything is turning into pop music with the exception of metal who still stands by its roots of we are fucking different you can't tell us what to do you know i mean slipknot is kind of sliding away on what they used to be <laughs> but yeah that's that's basically what i think it is i think it's because metal is not as easily digestible as you know corporately created pop music yeah and that's, that's what people really want they want out. something that is new but feels familiar because the majority of your consumers are still you know shiny brain like afraid of the unknown type thing yeah, you can make a heavy metal hook that would stick in your ears, says Mike. I mean, Mike, like, <laughs> uh, the, 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 the lovely part about heavy metal music and, you know, kind of like why I'm, I'm actually very appreciative of, of, of Grave Robber's take. I'm not disagreeing, like, in the slightest, is uh, I can't listen to Korn. Right, I, I can't listen to corn very much because I have some like the part of my life that is very much associated with those songs are very mentally troubling, and uh, you know it's, it it contains a lot of trauma for me. So metal, because it is written in this bluesy or this you know a uh, very emotional landscape, it's mm -hmm. very very easy to tie these memories, to tie this 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 feeling 
to song to a song that is heavy and that is going to allow you to feel rage and anger get that fucking lyric out fuck dj's dj's favorite songs like are the ones that are the most emotionally charged mm-hmm. and like he he he's never hidden this uh when when we used to when we used to go to uh, our our debate clubs and stuff like that and i would join him you know people would make fun of him for listening to metal because he's black and he's like why metal's so much more fulfilling than your vapid sense of whatever the fuck you listen to right mm-hmm. and like you and, had said blues and everything yeah. sorry um just real quick i want to interject it before i no, forget go ahead. like one of my favorite ways to describe kirk hammett and i know everybody listening knows who kirk hammett is um but for those of you that don't, he's the lead guitarist of Metallica, that band that played on the season finale of season four, Stranger Things. Anyway, um, Kirk Hammett is a blues man that sucks at playing guitar. Because if you look at all of his solos, all they are is blues scales not played in blues time. No. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, he gets a lot of flack for that nowadays. But and, uh, no, go wrong. I mean, I don't uh, hate him. I mean, like I said, I mean, he does he he does his role, but I'm sorry, Dave Mustaine was a way better uh, fit for Metallica. Than well, I mean, Kirk Mustaine Hammett. literally wrote Master of Puppets, so there's that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it was, <laughs> like, just one somebody of those asked Mustaine, I mean, they were like, "Why do you play Metallica songs at your shows?" He goes, "I don't play Metallica songs. I only play the ones I wrote." Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. Like, hey man, if your vocals were better, I'd listen to your music more. <laughs> You take a mortal man. You that's take the same a thing as. Man. That's the same thing as. No, like, come stop. On. No, it's not. No, it's it is not. that I kind of ear grind. For I me, it is that kind of ear grind. But no, I, I think uh, uh, I think one of uh, the most amazing things ever to see in my life was DJ actually singing uh, "Welcome to Machine" by Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. That was one of DJ's favorite songs, and uh, when we were when we were nice and when we were nice and toasted, I was filming the studio dead. It was karaoke night for us, and we didn't film any of the karaoke stuff. But we just we used to just loved after a, like because we shot for about four hours. Like we made it, we we cut it down to like a 25, 30 minute video, but we shot for like three hours. So after like five or six drinks each, like. We would just sit around our friend's living room and just sing karaoke. And I was like, I didn't know you even fucking knew that song. And he was like, dude, yeah, it's so, it's like, it means so much. Like, you know, I, was like, I love it. So I was like, okay, neat. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, Kirk Hammond is truly an inspiration for me because he also is a Filipino German English descent. <laughs> Have you seen him lately? lately? He's rough. <laughs> Yeah, he, he really is. He's like, dude, dye your hair, please. <laughs> well, it's not even that. He just he doesn't want to fuck with it because he doesn't want to lose any more. I mean, that's what happens when you get Filipino, English, and German mixed together. Like, it just kind of yeah. goes away. My forehead didn't used to be this big. I used to have a full-on widow's peak that was like down to here when I was a kid. It's just fucking turning into evil Betty. I don't know. I got a. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I got pretty it. much the same hairline, but I got scars from uh, from my skin, like being fucked up. Which looks like bald spots, and I'm like, they're not bald spots, bro. They're just scars. Like, goddamn yeah. it. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I, I, I do, I do agree with Kiss. Like, you know, because uh, yeah, no, like, because what happened with Kiss pretty much, I guess, you know, set the press. But like I said, no, like, I still believe in the end 
that it was on the verge of becoming mainstream. And I, you know, but I think Nirvana, you know, like he's like, we have Nirvana now, so let's, you know, like, like let's, let's hammer that home. Uh, is one that kind of prevented because yeah, no, like Kiss. Yeah, you did have all Kiss, those crossovers it, 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 too. It, it, it pretty much like you know like started the fucking like yo, it's the the stigma. We must avoid it at all costs. We pretty much led to the decade run of metal being pretty much being buried you know yeah uh, you know, buried, right? i can I guess, see where you say it was getting close though because you had like anthrax and public yeah. enemy aerosmith yeah. and run dmc like they were they were making some pretty bold crossovers yeah exactly i mean like i said I mean, yeah it, it, yeah because i think what happened with kiss like you know, like yeah it was buried for about a good decade but like i said it was on the verge it was like it was on the verge of finally breaking through after all that shit and then nirvana came around and fucked shit up to which like i said overrated and look this is the musician me talking i'm sorry if you're a grunge fan that's great. I have nothing against grunge, but grunge is lazy. <laughs> grunge is uh, this is the musician. It, it is fucking lazy. I cannot play grunge yeah. from time because I literally start falling asleep. It's that boring to play. Yeah, I I, I listen I listen to Pearl Jam to relax. Not gonna lie. Yeah, you know, that's you know, actually one of my like, favorite ones, though. <laughs> you know, seriously, like, yeah, like when I listen to like you know like grunge bands, like especially Nirvana, like you know, like a lot of times they'd be like like Kirk Cobain's like yeah, like you know. I have this theory like they they do that just to wake themselves up, <laughs> just trying try to, to... <laughs> just, just try to keep adrenaline you know, flowing in their veins. They're trying to push off the overdose. <laughs> you, you know, like yeah, you know, like make this last just a little longer. You know, yeah. and I'll sober up before my fucking heart fails. <laughs> I mean, I'm uh, sorry. It's boring. Then I mean, like, like, what do you guys think? Drugs, like, dead, like, dead man. No. Like, what? What about me? Dead man. Like, what do you guys think? Is it boring to play, or like, am I just alone in this? Uh, <laughs> I guess most, I'm alone in this. The most boring concert I've ever been to was Pearl Jam. Instant mistake. So for me, it's not that it's boring to play. I like right? playing it on guitar. It's the idea of. Like I, I come, anyway. I come from like blues. You know what I mean. I come from blues. I come from uh, uh, the jazz. I come from that background. You know what I mean. Not that it's better or worse. You know, not that, not that it's like it's you know, <laughs> not that, not that it's it's more or less complex. But what it is is the attention I have to give to it. You know what I mean? Like the attention I have to give to blues, the, the attention I have to give to jazz, the attention I have to, I have to, to, to pay attention to everything that's happening at the same time. Oh yeah. Me, meanwhile, with, with grunge, even the most complex grunge, which you could argue was like Soundgarden, I can, I can just turn off the brain. Didn't you know, just, Soundgarden use a fucking Dremel tool to play one of their songs? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, same thing with me and Nirvana, dude. I could play, I can sit there and play like Heart Shaped Box as like an unconscious, like, thing, you know? <laughs> like, 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 They're like warm my, up songs. Yeah, that's my what brain, it is. My brain is thinking about what the, how the fuck I'm going to make spaghetti later, you know, just. Yeah. Well, see, the thing about warm up songs, too, the opening intro to Sweet Child of Mine was actually Slash doing his finger stretch warm ups, and then Axel decided to write a song to it. Yeah. He, that's he that's why the intervals are so far apart. He was literally doing a warm up, and then Axel's like, "I'm gonna write a song to that." Yeah, yeah and the and thing is, he hates that song. That's the funny does. thing. He hates that song. 
But we're gonna like, we're gonna take a look at we're gonna take a look at Guns N' Roses, by the way. I can't uh, we're, stand Guns. We're gonna Roses. we're gonna take a look at his latest performances, which have been making the circuits. Welcome mm. to the jungle. <gasps> We've got lots of cake. <laughs> Keep talking. Keep talking. I mean, that's what he looks like. <laughs> and it's not I'm the fun listening. kind of cake, okay? No, I'm li- oh. it's, like, it's, it's like angel food. <laughs> Confetti it's, cake. It's, ca- it's diet carrot cake. It's sugar-free carrot cake. <laughs> diet uh, diet <laughs> cake. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's made with Splenda. Oh, God. <laughs> look, look. I just heard DJ Sensibility. <laughs> Yeah, like what? Everything German and Southern in him just fucking flipped a table. <laughs> My question for you two guys: You guys are Southern. You ever have a Coca Cola cake? Yes. yes. All right. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my god! I'm Holy sorry. Shit. Like I, I enjoyed everything internal in DJ. Just literally just flipping a table when I said a fucking <laughs> carrot cake make with Splenda. Like I, everything Southern in him was just like. <laughs> and then the German was like, "Move over! It's my turn!" <laughs> and I loved it because he didn't know which conflict to choose. Stitcher literally looked like an ABS system. <laughs> he just made him explode internally. Yeah, he did. Man. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I literally, I think I blacked out a little bit there. I think I felt my body jerk, and it was like nothing. <laughs> oh, Vince Neil and Axl Rose, the Cake Boys, fist bumped the daddy. Ironic that they had a beef against each other back in the day. There's nothing ironic about that. <laughs> it's just bad. Yeah. Anyways, the, the story I mean, of Guns N' Roses. Holy crap! <laughs> oh my god. Or Slash's original lyrics for Paradise City are awesome, though. Uh, yeah, but we're we're gonna get into that uh, some other time. Push the button, Bubba. Oh, we're Let's done start now. wrapping this bitch up. We were having such a good time, though. I know. Let's the thing about uh, freeform shows. We just. But you got you. Oh crap! <laughs> I think I'm still yeah. thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll we'll switch it up then. Uh, Grave robbers sure. sell I, the Patreon. I'll, I'll sell it. I'll sell it. I, I just just thought about. That. I was like. <laughs> And like, like no, it's like it's like I just thought about my mom's like ah, and then also like, <laughs> like, like, the table that's, flip, the table flip the completes end, the level. <laughs> yeah, the, the German, the German, and the Southern in him got at the table at the same time when we're like, uh, do you flip it first or do I flip it first? And the, I don't know. I reckon I if we both try, we can just throw it straight through the roof. <laughs> I reckon if we put our muscles behind it, we can send this bitch into the stratosphere. <laughs> Meanwhile, DJ is just fucking glitching out like RoboCop with an updating coming. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> just fucking paralyzed. <laughs> yeah. right, somebody saw the fucking Patreon. Okay, All right. Yeah. All right. I, I, got All right, right. I, got I got it. 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 <clears throat> Folks, if you like us a lot, some might even say like us, like us, we've got options. Okay? We're not just... we're. We, we, we don't just put out for free. We also put out for money. All right. So if you're into that kind of stuff, go check out our Patreon. All right. It's patreon.com forward slash VT Network. And we've got a few offerings for you where we will gladly prostrate, prostrate ourselves on the table for you for a price. Now, granted, what you have to give depends on what we give in return. So let's talk about that. The first tier 
of your commitment to us is called First Blood. And with that, you will get a producer credit on every episode, typed in every episode, a Marine Mental Minute, which will be coming all new and all fresh at the beginning of August, and a Minute with DJ, which we'll be updating very shortly. I already did. Now, already posted, there you go. So, yeah. That cost is $1 per month. Cheap, yet worth it. And like, what's he? What did he say? Any RoboCop? I'd buy that for a dollar. Well, would you like I'd to buy, buy three brown? For a dollar. Wouldn't you ah. like to buy three brown boys for a dollar? Now that's a deal. One to clean the pool, one to do the gardening, and one to do the grilling. Perfect. Next, if one dollar a month isn't elite enough for you, we I have what is known pool. as the UAV tier. That you will still get everything from the one dollar tier, but you also get access to the post shows, which release every Wednesday. We like to call those paywall party times. That's where you get VT Network unfiltered, uncensored, and undcma'd. Next, if you really want to show how baller you are of a fan of VT Network and you just want to add an extra, what is, who's on the $2 bill, isn't it? I don't know. Jackson? You, no, not Jackson. No. If you want to throw another $2 bill onto the stack because those are fun and, you know, everybody says, don't spend it now. It's a collectible. It's not. They, they print new ones every, every five years. Um, that's called the airstrike tier, and if you haven't noticed, you know, Jefferson. being a nerd, Jefferson. If you haven't noticed us being a nerd podcast, we named our tier levels after Call of Duty killstreaks. Which, after we get through all of this, we'll tell you some more stuff. That will give you access to everything in your one dollar and three dollar tier, but you will also have access to a monthly movie roast, where two or three, or more or less, of us nerds from VT Network may or may not include a guest, um, we'll pick a movie, sometimes a random movie, sometimes whatever, and we will sit there and roast it Mystery Science Theater 3000 style. It's a good time. There's plenty of jokes in that. Um, you will also get your name read aloud at the end of every main episode of our VT Network shows, which is really cool. Now, you also get stickers, Every month, nice little sticker bombs and custom-made stickers, typically hand-drawn by the dead man himself. Um, and that also automatically enters you to join and qualify for a random giveaway every three months because we like to show that we appreciate you guys from a distance. Now, <clears throat> with you getting a producer credit on every episode and especially your name read out loud on every episode, that actually... Uh, can legally go on your resume. So if you're trying to get into news anchoring or television or you just want to be, you know, the guy in the switchboard at a baseball game, if you're one of our Patreons, you qualify as a producer for a podcast that's been running for about three years now. Success is relative. But once we get to how many is it, Dead Man? How many Patreons? We need to get to 15. We need to 15 get 15 Patreons. 15 Patreons. We are currently at 12. And those, once we get those to, Patreons need to be at the $5 level. Once we get to 15 Patreons, at least at the $5 level, we will introduce another killstreak, the Attack Helicopter, where you'll unlock everything from the $1, $3, and $5 Patreon, but you'll also get some cool stuff like a monthly karaoke night, and we're going to add more stuff to that as well um, as we get closer to getting that many Patreons. But, I mean, most... 
most people would say this isn't really that bad of a deal, but apparently only 12 people agree that that's not that bad of a deal. So tell your friends, tell your boss, tell your boss's wife, you know, after you're done doing the thing with her and she right. wants to sit there and talk about stuff. You know, when she draws circles around your nipples and asks stupid questions, heard any good podcasts lately? Well, actually, yes. So go to patreon.com forward slash VT network and sign up. Have everyone you know sign up. Spread it. Spread it like the plague. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Oh, God. Uh, and one just to do winky stuff. Uh, I thought Third First Blood was named after Rambo. Incorrect. But if it makes you feel better, yes, it was. Uh, Technically, because the kill streak was named after Rambo. Best notches of her life. Uh, Carmen, oh, I'm going to need you to listen real fucking closely, okay? This is Nick Cage coming into you. Nice and personal. Not a request. This is what's going to happen, Carmen. You're going to make the best fucking nachos of all time. Best nachos of your life. And you know what? If we meet somewhere in the middle and they're just really fucking good, Nick's satisfied with that too. Okay. Okay. So let's just let's just get the nachos done. How about that, Carmen? Huh? Is that achievable? I think it is. There <laughs> goes. TJ. Tell the merch. Tell the merch and shut up. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Why can I do that so well? Seriously, like, did you just refer to yourself in the third person? <laughs> Shut it! <laughs> okay. Oh, God damn it. Fuck off. Okay. Uh, and that's redbubble.vtnetwork.com, right? You want to make sure of this time? Other way around. Okay, it's vtnetwork.rubbit.rubbit.rubbit.rubbit.rubbit.rubbit.rubbit.rubbit.rubbit.rubbit.rubbit.rubbit.rubbit.rubbit.rubbit.rubbit.rubbit.rubbit.rubb
we 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 have shit. Just just come to our store. Just 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 buy some shit, okay? Like you got there. It's good shit, you know. It's not like the the crappy shit. It's real good shit. So yes, as you can tell, I'm completely out of my comfort zone. That's why I'm not really selling anything to you. You know, I know you're pretty much going to ignore this message. But hey, dead man wanted it, and that's where you get it. Because he wanted shit, he's going to get shit. That's what I got. DTNetwork.rebel.com, folks. Just, yes. Just buy shit. Yes, and uh, I'm sorry for kind of absenteeing that. I was actually ordering the stickers for this month. So that's been ordered, and uh, I'll get those out to you guys before the end of the month, hopefully. I know uh, I know there was a couple of addresses that needed to be up- updated, so that's been fixed. But if you want to get a hold of us, uh, please go to our socials. That is VT Network 2 on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you want to email us, you want information, or you want to actually uh, talk to us about uh, anything, or you have stuff that you want uh, on the show, or if you want to be on the show, if you know somebody who wants to be on the show, make that connection. VT Network 84 at gmail.com. So, <laughs> you want it the best of the world? We got DJ. Uh, so, once again, that is VT Network 84 at gmail.com, VT Network 2, and all the social medias. Check out uh, Danny and Dark Charm Media. All of us act and, and write on that now. Uh, well, I mean, I write on it. Grave Robber is doing some writing. DJ is just a pretty voice that we do stuff with. You know, um, we should make bibs for Redbubble. We do have like they do. They do have the the ones for dogs that you can order for a large well, I dog mean, for like adult people, though. You know, that'd be, that'd be because we've got like Maryland guys that watch us, and Mike is just a sloppy eater when it comes to the best nachos he's ever had. Yeah, like, we should gonna, totally. We should totally have him make bibs. He's gonna. He's gonna be that. Uh, that the the porn person that's never actually seen somebody receive head. <laughs> I think this is how you do it. This is this is what gets the ladies off. <laughs> I fucked up DJ on that one. I fucked him up pretty bad. Once again, thank you so much, guys, for staying tuned. Thank you guys for coming out. We love you all. We're gonna get the fuck out of here. So see you night, DJ. Good night. No, no, no.